Welcome back to another Isolation Cast, Voices from Quarantine. Most of us are a few weeks in now, and it's starting, you know, I'm starting to crawl out of my skin a little. So we've got a duo here with us today of amazing performers who I am so happy to call friends. I have with us today Gabe and Emily Martinez. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Hi it's, How's everyone oh, doing? You know, we're getting through. <laughs> I hope everyone at home's doing okay. Um, I've had both Me Gabe too. and Emily on our main show on Open Dreams. Gabe's episode is not out yet, but uh, I wanted them to come and talk to you all because they're doing some really cool things right now. So if you could both just tell the audience at home a little bit about yourselves and uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay, I'll go first. Um, hi, this is Emily. Sorry, I've still got some groggy, like, <clears throat> morning voice. <laughs> um, I have been creating as much of my YouTube art as possible. Um, I'm, as, as I discussed on my first episode with Maddie on the Dolphin Dreams podcast, I create content for who I call the Forever Theater Kid. And especially during this time where everybody's like self-taping in the theater community, everybody's basically just trying to like still feel a part of, a part of the community. I'm trying to just kind of continue on the path that I've been on with my channel and with my online work of videos that is advice-driven. And now um, I've got, hopefully it will come out tonight, uh, a video about self-care during quarantine that, I mean, just me living as an actor in New York, This it's geared towards that. So I try to talk about all the creative stuff I try to do through that. And... Yeah, I've, I mean, I've been filming like a mad woman. I, unfortunately, my computer broke like three days into the quarantine. That was a rough day. That was a very rough day. That was like my first like, shake it out, Emily, like get, like, get yourself together, woman type of day. Um, but, you know... I, I feel like I'm posting on Instagram a lot more and we're do I'm doing lives of musical theater requests on Instagram just to bring some joy to people's um, day to day. Well tonight um, I am being I am part of the virtual cabaret series live from quarantine and I'm really excited because I'm singing Enlightenment from Starry the Musical. I got the chance to do Starry the Musical just like a concert version of it a couple weeks back about a month back now at 54 Below and I just think it, the music I know is helping a lot of people through this time because it's... really a month ago? Yeah it was about wow. a month ago. Um, the music is really inward and very much about anxiety and very much about fear and using art as a coping mechanism and trying to find yourself through this muddled time and a lot of the music is so geared towards that that it's really giving a lot of people healing I think a lot of people are have starry on repeat. So that's number one, great for the musical and also just great for people. So I wanted to bring more of that music to people and give my give my take on enlightenment. And yeah, that's mainly what I've been doing. What about you, Gabe? Do you want to talk about? Well, I'm the non-creator of the of the two of us. That's not true. Well, I, I I'm more of a so my my professional background is theater and performance, but also uh, more specifically, uh, I'm a musician. I'm a live musician. I'm a wedding singer mostly. So all my gigs are canceled too. But I don't really have. I don't create in the same way that Emily does. So whereas Em had like you know a, I think a really a really obvious avenue when all this went down. Mm. Pour everything into the channel. People are going to be on their computers all the time. I make my money live 
and no way else. So I'm kind of having to work around that as well. I'm also a personal trainer. That's my day job. So all my clients, uh, we've had to cancel, obviously. Um, one of the things I'm doing, I'm creating uh, workout videos for my clients. Um and th- that's that's starting to get tough because if you're like prison rules, right? Prison workouts is if you just as many push-ups and pull-ups as you can do, that just gets boring, and not everyone can do that, and not everyone has the capabilities for that. So I'm having to be a little creative there, and I'm running into some roadblocks. But the thing that really give has given me joy since we've started is uh, I've been going live every other day at 5 p.m. Call it live at five on Facebook. On Facebook, going live on Facebook, and just taking requests. I take out my guitar. I sing some songs. I'm doing some themed nights lately. And that's been fun because I'm a much better singer than I am a guitarist. I'm a very fake <laughs> guitarist. So I've really had to, I, I can fool most, I speak, I play guitar the way I speak Spanish. I can trick most people into thinking that I'm fluent when in fact I'm really just faking it. But I've been getting much better even in the couple of weeks that we've been doing it. So that's pouring myself into one thing, into getting better at one thing, in this case guitar, has been has been the thing that's been able to give me focus. Um, these live sessions have been really fun. Uh, we have... We live we live down the street from a fire station on one side, a police station on the other. And, and a hospital all the way at the end of the avenue. And a school. So we have all the sirens in the world. But so for me, the um, that's also been a good source of connection that I didn't really think I would need. I grew up an only child. I'm kind of an introvert. So I didn't feel like I like the social aspect would be that difficult for me. But gosh, it really has. Mm. You don't. I didn't really think I would miss like face to face social interaction this much. So So even though people are just kind of like dropping things in the comment thread and it's not really a back and forth, I'm able to connect to people that I've been missing, some new friends, some people I haven't heard from in a while. Mm -hmm. We worked on cruise ships for many, many years. So a lot of our friends are international. So on any one of our live streams, we have people tuning in from Australia, South Africa, uh, Scotland, Ireland, the UK, um, Who's in Canada, Brazil? We had Larissa come like check in the other day. Um, so that's been very cool. That's something I didn't expect that I now really, really crave. And on, I, I'm trying to limit myself to every other day because I, I know a thousand songs, but I will run out of songs soon. It's been really cute. A couple of people have sent us pictures of like their babies like watching Gabe, and it's like it's like baby's oh, first concert. And we're like, oh my god, that's so cute. cute. <laughs> uh, I spoke to you the other day when we recorded my episode of your podcast, Maddie, about our friends down yeah. in Orlando who work at Disney and gave us the hookup when we went to Disney. Mm-hmm. They are this big, beautiful, blended family with about 15 dogs. And <laughs> every and they just, they're furiously typing in the comments section. And they always send us a picture of They put us, it like, like up on the big screen while they're oh, eating dinner. It's really cute. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's something I didn't know that I would need and crave that I really do and that I'm really, really glad we have. I'm also doing the live from quarantine I'm doing the I'm doing the one coming out on Sunday um, so after before this comes out but this will keep going people so look up live from quarantine it's always going to be a good really solid lineup of professional performers they've had on comedians and different kind of <clears throat> different kind of acts they had a drummer do like a 10 minute conceptual piece that yeah, was, was just cool. so cool just on a drum kit it's like a variety show online it's a variety show yeah and what's cool I think it's very vaudevillian because there's like a host and yeah. guests and different kinds of acts it's been it's been very very cool. I want to say their goal is something like 560 artists because they want to try to have the same amount of lineup for 
as many weeks as five. I think it's eight weeks they're trying for, at least. They'll just keep going. Um, yeah, I think they'll just keep going for as long as people want it. But um, what is it that they're... What is it that they were saying? Oh, crap. I don't remember. Um, but it was... Oh, it's that they're doing... They're trying to keep it, like, Broadway mm-hmm. time. So they're... Yeah, that's I cool. think they only go dark on Mondays. But every other show is either at 8 o'clock is most days. And then I think on maybe Saturday and Sunday or just Sunday, it's at 5 p.m. So they're trying to kind of keep to, like, Broadway show times, which is cool. It's like a nice, like, oh, this is a semblance of, of normalcy. I think that's the biggest one. Like, it's for mm-hmm. artists, for sure. It's it's kind of like a benefit con concert. But we also recognize that people that are in our community but not necessarily conform performers themselves, mm-hmm. Emily calls them the forever theater kids, these people are craving mm-hmm. art and entertainment that yeah. is live and real and that is not just scrolling through yep. your Facebook feed or just clicking on or just letting YouTube playlists yeah. run. There is an aspect of live performance that is missing um, that people are craving and I know that we're a very small and specific community and not not everybody I, I'm, I, I suppose know. listeners I, I think the Broadway and the theater community is so much bigger and because it's not just the performers it's mm-hmm. people in costuming it's mm-hmm. crew members it's the riggers it's everybody that's like Think of everybody that's involved, all the ushers, all the concession people, like all those people that are working together as a collective to bring one performance to life. And all those people are kind of out of something to do yeah. every single night. And I'm going to take us a little off topic because I, I'm i a sports fan. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts and people in the sports community are having the same yeah. issue. Like they're yeah. really having a problem. Like... The the, sp- the the professional sports industry in our country, if you even if you're only looking at the four main sports, which is hockey, basketball, baseball, football, the the huge community of analysts, entertainment personalities. There's a there's a there's a whole industry that goes into recruiting, and I'm probably boring Dole Whip and Dreams podcast all. listeners with this, but I th- but everyone has their own version of. You just didn't think of all that you would be missing, and and specifically in the sports community, people are like, I'm just turning on my TV and watching reruns of like a, an NCAA basketball game from 15 years ago just to like hear the squeak of sneakers on hardwood, or like yeah, it's I'm, I'm watching Aussie Rules football just to see some green grass on my television, and and mm. people are, I think people are finding as this drags on and on and on the more things that they never thought they'd miss that they're trying to find a replacement for. Yeah, it's their community. It's their people. It's yeah. the people that understand them most, you know? Like, everybody's a weirdo, but they've always got a weirdo that they can connect with in a community that just gets it. And, I mean, we're lucky that we are in the same community mm-hmm. and share so much of the same interests that, like, we we get it. We get what each other's going through. And, um, yeah, we both have, like, Gabe has sports and I have YouTube, so those those are, like, differences in us. Mm-hmm. But um, but as a collective, we, we get it. And, I mean, if anything... If anything, like, we've, we know what 
I think we kind of differ on this in our opinions a little bit. But, <laughs> a little bit. Um, we kind of get what this isolation feels like because on cruise ships, we although we were around so many people and new people constantly, there was a lot of moments of feeling very alone on cruise ships. Cabin fever is very real. It's very real. And, and the, honestly, and it like, comes from that, that phrase comes from ship's yeah. cabins. And Gabe and I were always like in these like close quarters and always kind of having to like maneuver around each other just to get to one side of the bed or one side of the room or anything. And um, and that's just kind of how ship life is. You just kind of like know how to pass someone because there's just never enough room. But so we do understand it was kind of like we kind of reverted back to this like, okay, this is like we kind of initially were like reset. We know what this is like. Mm-hmm. But it is strange that the whole world is kind of mm-hmm. now figuring out what this is like. And um, it's bizarre. Right. It's so bizarre. On, on one level, we went from a ship's cabin to an apartment, a one bedroom, but with, you know, a good deal of space and natural light and a dog and a kitchen. So in that way, in that way our world has expanded yeah. exponentially since we left ships. But now that we're quarantined on ships, you there were 6,000 other people on the ship. Like you could have, even if you wanted to hide away, you could still go out and talk to a stranger. Yeah. You could still go out to a restaurant, even though it was shipboard. If the ship was in port, you could go out and have an adventure. Yeah. Like, you always had to come back. There was always the pull of that ship. You had to be back by back on board. And, like, you always felt a little trapped and a little shackled. And now, of course, we can just take the dog for a run as long as we avoid people. Like, stay inside, folks. Do what you're told. But, like, you can still go outside and be smart. So I feel like in that way, our world has shrunk. We While we were on ships, we did have access to the port cities and the rest of the ships and uh, a, and a, a certain artificial level of social interaction, but social interaction nonetheless. And now it's just the whole world is ghost town. But isn't it interesting, though, that, like, on cruise ships, we had a lot of it was artificial interactions <coughs> or just the interactions with the people that were always in our close proximity, like our castmates constantly. You lived on but the same corridor, to, like, dressed in the same dressing rooms. Right, but... We had to search and search for internet so that we could mm, yeah. communicate with the outside world. That's a good point. I didn't while think now, about. and it felt like it was, it felt so hard to create maintain connections. We kind of always felt like we were catching up with people and being like, oh, what happened last week? Like, what did you do last mm-hmm. week? Or something like that. Or it was like kind of the same conversations over and over again with our parents, just to kind of you know, feel like we were there. But now at least like I've, I've FaceTime with people that I've been meaning to FaceTime with for over a year now. And like sitting down, having like a a happy hour with them or, or the other day, like we were like eating dinner with our friend who was eating dinner on her side of it. So it's like, it is, was that Lindsay? yeah, like we were just like, it's this, it is this push and push and pull of like, well, now we have, I feel like we have more interactions now, and we are connecting with more people on a, um, on a level that everybody's going through this collective experience, and everybody can at least talk about. Difference. Everyone's going yeah. through it. It's not just our friends and family being like, when are you going to be done with ships? Yeah, well, we like, no, you kind of never were able to be on the same wavelength because the lifestyles were so different, but now everybody's forced into this this bubble where we all have to have a collective semblance of reality of this is reality right now. So at least we have that to talk about, even though that's not the only thing we want to talk about because we want to escape it. But it is interesting that I do, I do feel like social media is doing its good of being like, this is a time to connect with people. Yeah. 
Um, I'm finding a lot less nonsense than I usually do. Well, it depends on on the medium. And of course it depends on, (laughs) like, I've curated my Facebook feed. Like, I, I, I have no shame in that. Like... The Facebook feed is is not some place where I go for stimulating conversation. Like I want to see cute puppy mm-hmm. pictures, and mm-hmm. I want some unbiased news, and that's about it. So yeah. I have really curated my Facebook feed. I'm like, nope, don't want to see that. However, I'm I'm noticing a marked like improvement in the discourse. I feel like people are actually listening to each other online. Do, are you are you finding that? I'm I'm wondering if other people yeah, are. No, there is a kindness um, and an understanding that people weren't having. Now, this is amongst like if you're a friend of a friend commenting on somebody else's status, I'm finding it. But now I am also finding because there I follow a lot of the Disney Facebook pages. I'm not going to call one of them out because they are being particularly terrible right now inside yeah. the magic. Um, and yeah. uh, deep uh, enemy of the pod. Deep enemy of the pod. Um, just because they're they're being counterintuitive to what their mission statement is. Um, and there I'm finding people are just ripping each other apart, but that's normal. Oh, um, but like I'm finding in my own, like people are making jokes with each other. They don't know each other. I will say because of social media, I think everybody is thankful for Tiger King right now <laughs> on Netflix. I, we, we watched it last <sighs> night. I fell asleep and I had some weird dreams. Yeah, it's, you missed some weird stuff so, that we're going to have to go back. So it's how far in did you get? We're about halfway through episode three. three. Well, okay. we, got, we got into episode two. I thought I was watching like a documentary about animals and weird people. And then episode two, I was like, oh, they're cults. I didn't want to watch cult shit, man. And it's, then I was just like, I'm in. <laughs> well, my, I tried to get my roommate and I were talking last night. And she was like, oh, I heard they did you have to watch them kill tigers. I don't want to watch that. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's true crime. And she's like, oh. It's true crime. I was like, it's ultimately, true crime and cults. it's true crime. It's conspiracy theory. It's cults. It's everything. And I'm just going to put it for the record. Carol totally killed her husband. She totally oh, killed. Oh, absolutely. She totally killed her husband. See, I wanted to believe in in coincidence on that front. I also wasn't paying a terribly huge amount of attention because yeah. Emily was already asleep and I was playing on my phone. Yeah. We do need to go back and have a look at the Carol killing well, her husband episode. Well, but what I would say is, I want another. There, I want. You, well, you all will understand when you get to the end of it. I need another series after this for what happens after. And then I want a series that is just Carol, Carol's life and her her previous husband because he is a wild character as well. Like, he yeah. also... he uh, The whole thing is... But I think it's one of those that it is... White it's people with money are aliens to me. They're just a different species. It's <laughs> insane because even, like... Like, everybody that's not Carol, I consider complete white trash that's in that show. But, like, I I just, uh, it's, you know what, I think I'll do one whole episode of this just on Tiger King. But it's one of those that I think. <laughs> I think you need to. It is. It the, is people, ju- the people want it. Well, it dropped at the most opportune time for Netflix because, it one, it's been the number one rated thing on there for weeks in yeah. the U.S., but it's, I think everyone needs a shit show to unify themselves, and the world is so much of a shit show right now that we needed this kind of other thing, and honestly, it's it's brought me joy this week in just, well, the, the last 24 hours, because I watched all seven episodes last night. Whoa. I did seven? I, oh, God. It was, I can't wait. Oh, I, I thought there were only three, and I was like, I'm going to need no, a space them out. That's a lot for me. Well, because no, put, it's them on, tw- put them on loop. It's, it's 20 years worth of stuff between Carol's story and Joe's life and and Doc's life. It is because it literally, like, the final court battle happens in 2019. 
Like, oh, wow. it, it is so recent. Oh, it is so recent. Yeah, that's, but, like, you all, will, you all get to a point where, like, we actually all had Joe in the media about four years ago uh, uh, during the last presidential election, and they'll get to that. It's not really a spoiler, but he ran for president in, tw- in, in 2016, and I, <gasps> I forgot. Wait, sure, 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 sure. Wait, he was I... an independent... I that vaguely, ran for president. vaguely remember that. Really, yes. Maddie? He was an independent? <laughs> what a shocker. <laughs> what a shocker. Yeah, but yeah, that was the thing is I went, oh my God, I remember someone talking about this redneck, gay, polygamist, big game yes. hunter, who or like big game guy that was running for president. I was like, this isn't real. This is not real. <laughs> Don't you but feel yeah. like we could just like airlift Orlando and South Beach and just like drop them off the coast of... Manhattan somewhere, and then just do away with. I just don't the rest. Uh, oh, hot yes, take, Gabe. Hot yeah, take. burn Florida, but like as someone who, <laughs> or at least as someone that off. now, as just, someone that now, I just calls love the home. idea of like. I don't know why I love this idea, but I'm just like the idea of three feuding cults that basically have the same thing and the same ideals. All within like ten miles of each other. <laughs> like, I'm just like that doesn't ever happen. I want so badly. <laughs> I want so badly to be on Carol's side because she's. I mean, if that's how you know you'd fall into her cult, Gabe. She's damn charismatic. It. Damn it. She's one of those. Char- she's a quiet charismatic. I want to be on her side, but then like, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Joe's like habitats for the tigers look pretty dope. Like those tigers. The idea like, is to not be on any one of their side. I think that's absolutely what it is. I think we can handle that. I think we can do it. And again, it's not a spoiler. Later in the episodes, we see more of the documentarians. Like, we see them interacting with them. Yeah, I want to see that. You can just see that they're kind of crazed and wild, and they're just going, holy crap. Like, you can tell. feel safe in that situation. Like, I wouldn't, like. Oh, My just y- through the roof. Oh, just y'all wait. It gets really bad. It gets uh, well, the stuff, it the gets stuff that so bad. That they kind of showed. I'm just like, what kind of legal obligation do documentarians have when they see something happening? Because there's, some, I can't remember what it was, but there was something like within the first, I think either the first or second episode that I saw that I was like, that's super illegal and it's mm-hmm. on camera. Like, did they report that right away and just nothing happened or? Well, You'll get there. All okay. of these questions will kind of be answers. Not directly, but these questions will be answered because there are key players that you all have not met yet. So No, I'm not I don't love this as much as you two, because I don't have a high threshold for this stuff. But I the documentary right. I do want to watch is about the Tony Montana guy. The drug lord that just called oh. that went to prison. I want to watch his yeah. documentary. Scarface? Yeah. The real yeah, Scarface? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's... Um, he seemed like well, the most normal out of all of them. Well, if you want, it's not... He's not involved directly, but there is a documentary film called Cocaine Cowboys, which is about sure. everyone... Do- it's Miami. Of course, it's Miami. Um, <laughs> but it's about the cocaine trade from the 70s and 80s. It is... I can say wild. It is wild. Um, uh, but it's, you know, because... We love a documentary. Uh, well, in Stranger these series, than fiction, man. Stranger than fiction. Well, because have you all watched Wild Wild Country on Netflix? Yep, yep. Not me. Yep. Gabe, you have to. Gabe, you have to. Oh, do you not do cults? Is that what you're saying? That's so upset. Oh, yeah, it's... I, I, don't, I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm not... I, I have the <laughs> biggest... Anxi- I'm the biggest weenie. I am scared of everything. I have so much anxiety. But for some reason, true crime has been, like, a calming factor in my life for, like, the last two years. I don't know why, Gabe. Like, I just don't. 
Like I think I, I I think it has to do with it's a it's a feeling of like because I'm right there with you. Like if someone comes up behind me anywhere, I'm like huh, 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 like mm-hmm. like barricade myself. But um, I will say I think there is something about true crime when it's done well, when it's just like mm-hmm. too much of violence, yeah. like gratuitous violence and like. Gore. Oh, yeah. It's just like yeah, okay, yeah. that's enough. But when when you're learning like the in depths of someone's mind and trying to figure out their like someone's methodology and learning about the victims, which is much more important than ever mm-hmm. learning about like the perpetrator, it's like this feeling of your brain preparing you. I think mm-hmm. of being like okay, like lock this information away to protect yourself later. Like this is how mm-hmm. like you're not gonna walk in the wo- you're not gonna go in the woods, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or if you are, you're gonna be super safe about it. You're not gonna run in Central Park at night with headphones on, like or just run in Central Park at night. Like, you know, you're just, I think it's a lot of, of ways to use your anxiety for good. And yeah. that's, I, that's at least how I've understood it. Like, see my version of that is like post-apocalyptic movies. Give them all to me. I have, we have, well, we're living in ready. one right now. Yeah, so I'm, it's I, I've been preparing for this my whole life. I, I think I get that same flavor from yeah. like zombie movies, yeah. pandemic movies, dystopian future, that kind it, of thing. It's a similar feel. It's definitely a similar yeah. feel. Yeah, that's why um, I was listening to Crime Junkie for a long time because they're yes. really well, they're really well informed, well researched. But it became a little too heavy, even though Brit and Ash are amazing. Shout out to them. But I've transitioned into my favorite murder. Um, yes, because, okay. Because my it's also true crime obsessed. You will oh, love true crime true, obsessed. I, I true crime obsessed got my got me home from Fredericksburg to Gainesville at Christmas time. I just marathoned through, and that's where I learned about cocaine cowboys. They wait. That's um, okay. Yeah, I watched that. And they I were to that one. like, and I love that they're screaming queens. Like I am a screaming queen. Um, but they are. They're so good. But I love um, Karen and Georgia because again, they they are uh, in my age group. They are anxious in the same way that I am. Oh yeah. And they have fucked up in the same way that I have in my life. And so it's one of those things that I just they handle everything with such grace and mm-hmm. poise and humor yes. and crassness that it's it's I'm able to juggle this macabre curiosity for terrible things happening to other people yeah because then I'm I'm happy that terrible things are not happening to me but yeah. it is fascinating because I was a reckless idiotic 21 year old when I moved to New York City and was living on the Upper West Side not even the Upper West Side I was living at like 86th Street so like um, and Amsterdam, like she was bougie, but like I would like I would go drunk walking through Central Park at one in the morning. Like I am so lucky that I have ne- like I mean I'm the size of the job of the hut, so I look a little scary when I'm walking. But like I open Stop. my mouth, I open my mouth, and then it's just like oh queen, please. Um, but it's just I like when I, once I graduated college, I went oh thank God I made it. Like yeah. like. Just because all these things happen to, like, women with brown hair and a middle mm-hmm. part in college. And I'm like, yeah. good thing I made it. Jeez. Also, some of those Mueller kids, I love you all, but y'all don't make the best choices when you're out partying. Oh, that's no. a fact. See, we, we were also really sheltered at Muhlenberg. Small campus, very contained, oh, very safe. And, well, but what the funny thing is, is if you walk, like, five blocks into downtown Allentown, that it is it becomes Correct. unhinged. Because Allentown, 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 Allentown is not... 
uh, taking care of their citizens. I'll just no. say that as someone that's been there two years, just on the periphery watching, they do not take care of their citizens. No, but it's, you know, uh, it's got some yeah. work it needs done. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bummed. I'm not going back this summer though. But you know, it's for the betterment of everybody. But you know, yeah, to, to not have to not have uh, the summer rep go. But um, so uh, you know, what else is kind of what is bringing you all joy? You know, despite being creative and you know these things, I know. Unemployment is really scary, but a lot of actors know that kind of going a couple yeah, we, months without a paycheck. We we know freelance yeah. life is scary and it's awful, but like it's really rewarding. What else are you all finding joy in right now? As I okay, so the way that I feel like I'm able to get number one, I'm going to therapy, which is great. Mm-hmm. Better help all the way. Um, so that's something that is helping. But something that just, like, physically for me, like, I always... Exercising's great, but it doesn't always do it for me. For me, it's like there's something about having something tactile in my hands. And I think it's, like, that idea of, like, a stress ball and stuff. It's something about, like, honestly, even just moving my hands around what I'm doing, friends at home, is, like, I'm just kind of, like, twisting my fingers and, like, putting a lot of tension in my hands. And it just kind of helps my body, like, release a little bit. So, honestly, like, crafting is is helping me. I have been watching so many videos on how to do make a self loom, like a small one and I'm just like I'm going to start looming. Like all these things that I did in like home economics. She said that yeah. to me yesterday and I was like, oh, that's it. we've lost." I'm a style. I've I cuz in uh, we in middle school I had this home economics class which was like super retro and just mm-hmm. like, "Hmm, this oh, yeah. even at the time I was like this feels interesting, but it was one of those things where all everybody did everything. So at least yeah. it was that. But um, I, I remember like being really good at embroidery, and I was good at looming and like crafting. And I was just like, "This is my time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This is what I'm gonna do." <laughs> so we and we actually we ordered a couple of board games the other day from Amazon too. So I think yeah. we're gonna try and start doing that. And because we kind of fall into a rut as as a couple as just like <laughs> we're taking care of the dog constantly and we watch a TV show at night. By the way, that's another one. Like like if we had dog, more space, yeah. if we had more space, we definitely I think we would adopt another dog, foster another dog. If you if you listener are wondering what you can do if you and your significant other are like at each other's throats, man, like the need for foster parents for An- animals yeah. has not Abated. There's a. I'm sure they're taking every precaution, but like yeah. now is really the time. You got nothing but time to spend at home with the puppy or the kitty or the bunny or whatever. Like yeah. now is now is the time to get a dog. And I will say, uh, fostering an animal now is better than popping out a kid in November. I'm just Thank gonna you. say that for everybody. Yes. I'm just yes. gonna yes. say that because you know we She's don't know. Hi, what- Uncle Maddie. Hi, BB. Hi. She's so asleep. Oh, I love that. Oh, they're never cuter than when they are asleep. Um, you say that, and they're just <laughs> they're just out. like gorgeous. Um, how how is it being? Because like you know, it's one of those things. My roommates and I have actually been dealing with this. We're like. 
you know, and I work in a costume shop. So like we all work so closely with each other and we're always with each other. We have movies, we work on homework together, we do dinner. And so we're all like, honestly, even before the quarantine, we were like, if any of us had it, we all would get it of like yeah. our six friend group. And so we've still been trying to keep that space amongst each other for, you know, one wow. of a, one of one of my coworkers is pregnant. So we are trying to, you know, take that into consideration for her. But even with my roommates, we're like, I'm like, I don't know what I would do right now if I was living alone and did yeah. not have some sort of, of of some sort of interpersonal communication even when it's I'm laying on the couch and, and my roommate Joey walks through and we just scream into the ether for a few minutes and then she goes glad we had this talk and walks back into the room <laughs> you great. know uh, you know but it's one of those things that she and I are both anxious so we're able to be like let's be anxious together in a rational way of let's talk mm -hmm. through the anxieties which has been really nice um, or you know it's nice to just even be able to talk at someone for a couple minutes of the day yeah. um, so I gotta say how has it been having someone there I mean, but you all kind of talked about it a little bit with you're used to this being on the ship, but how has it been knowing you have to stay inside for your health to have someone else there? I I would have a real problem with it if I was if I was solo, I think. I was oh, I, like I was an yeah. only child, so I like so I I'm okay with entertaining myself, but I just don't know how mm -hmm. long I would have I was like, what you gonna say there, no, Gabe? I, don't know <laughs> I was, was about to say, you all you all cannot see the face that Emily just <laughs> made at Gabe. It was like a snap turn and I was like, like Oh no, I'm about to look this murder. Girl Yeah, girl, yeah, girl. Sorry, Gabe, I cut you off. Go ahead. But like we're having we're having like down days and up days and mm -hmm. both of us and we kind of even each other out and I, d I don't know how I, I, I genuinely don't know because it's been so long yeah. since I've been without you that I don't know how it would be. Well, what we've been, I, yeah, I completely agree because we were also thinking what if we were on a ship and we didn't have this home and yeah, nothing's perfect. Like we both don't have a job right now. We're both out of work completely right now. What? But, um, we're like, what if we were on a ship and we had to come back to land and we didn't have a central base? And so both of us would have to go to both of our families' houses and then we'd be in quarantine and still not... So we'd be... With alone, our older parents. With our older parents. Mm -hmm. And people... Like, my sister has diabetes, so, like, I probably couldn't go mm -hmm. near her. And, you know, so... Because we'd probably be just as possibly affected as anybody else she's would got be. she an infant baby as well. Yeah, so... We kind of couldn't be in a better position, even mm -hmm. though things are rough. Like, for us, it's the best outcome we can have. And we have savings. Like, we have savings. Yeah, we're, ships, we're lucky that huge. we have savings. But I think also... Um, Oh, I had a thought. No. She's well, gone. I mean, and you know what? It's, it's a lot of people have a little bit of savings because sometimes working in arts is, is lucrative. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. But the whole fact is right now, I don't understand why the first move for, especially New York, especially for Florida, especially California, that we are not, that like no rent one freeze. is being polarized into a rent freeze right now. Like fucking freeze Instantly. rent. Freeze Do utilities. It. Freeze student yeah. loan repayments. Oh, student loans. Absolutely. Because it's oh. like the... Why, why, what's the need for taking that out of people's paychecks, people's... It's, and it's not some kind of, it's, it's not some kind of, like, handout. Everyone is mm. literally in the same boat. Everyone right. would benefit from it. 100% of the people. half of our money's going to Betsy DeVos anyway because she owns half the student... For, <sighs> I'm so... I could be... But, you know, it's one of those things of, like, it's not... Been a, it's, you know what? They're going to have to deal with more long-term... Yeah. Um, like... 
um, give it like we are going to have a record high amount of people applying for things like food stamps and Section 8 housing and things after this because like it's great that nobody can be evicted, but what happens when like it's all lifted again and your landlord goes cool? I still need all that rent, so yeah, uh, yeah, so great. Um, yeah, no one. Uh, uh, no, you know, I need rent immediately as soon as this thing's done or everybody's suddenly evicted. You know, it's one of those things that like, uh, we're still waiting for like my apartment complex who owns a third of the apartment complexes in Gainesville to go, you know what? April 1st, don't worry about it. May yeah. 1st, we'll get back to it. But like April 1st, because they're like, well, the university is still paying people. Like, I'm very lucky that I'm still being paid by that is my huge. job. That's great. Well, for like one more month, but like, it's still, it's, it's a, it could, it is a make or break for a lot of people. And yeah. so we also I don't have student loans, which is huge. Like, and that's a huge privilege. We'd be in, yeah, we're, we'd be in we're real trouble. We're all paid off of those. Well, yeah, like I, um, I just did my exit interview and if I was paying off what they think I should, my payment would be like $1,200 a month for 10 oh years. Gosh. Like, I, like it's one of those, it's that's it's not so, change ever. That's especially rent. Ever. That's, that's rent. That, that's my thing is, and and so it's one of those things that like, in the at the end of the day, if we treat everyone like human beings, like I think for the first time people are realizing that like our corporate structure of everything, we've never been seen as people. So mm-hmm. and like for mm-hmm. some reason people are just realizing that now, and so that's the nice thing is we're never going to go back to the normal before because the normal before wasn't working. So yeah. granted, while this is really scary and things, I'm hoping that we will go back to a different normal and we'll restate kind of a different version of what our society was. Yeah, I hope so. I really we hope have so. To. Or I've been thinking on days, we'll especially like this, like the, the weather's nice today. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in a good mood today. Like when I'm having a hopeful day, I'm just like in a year, five years, whatever. I really, I really think that we're going to look back on this time as that time that we stayed home and worked on our relationships mm-hmm. and took up knitting again and read that book we'd been to read and learned how to play guitar again. And I really hope that when we look back on all this, it's it's mostly positive. Yeah, it's that like the world decided we, to make a reset. That we decided to get in touch with ourselves and each other in a way that we hadn't ever because we never in history have had the capabilities that we have now. Or been able to. I really yeah. hope we look on, on this as a positive down the line, even though, like, people are getting sick and some people are losing their lives. Like, I hope this, I hope we don't look back at this in five years. I hope we're not all huddled around a garbage can fire, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think it's going to go the other way. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful today. You caught me on a hopeful day, so that's yeah, what I true. think. That's what yeah, I think I th- today. I think... Uh, this is something where we have to hold on to things like hope and mm. the genuine nature of, of humanity um, because we're not intrinsically evil by nature and we've allowed ourselves to be that way. So I, yeah. you know, I agree. I think we have to have hope. Uh, again, if you caught me yesterday, maybe not, but today yeah, I'm, right? I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling hopeful for the future. Um, so, yeah, where can our audience find you all online? You can find me at Emily Martinez Official on Instagram. That's probably where I'm most active recently. And then I've got links to all the other places you can find me. Mainly, I mainly do Instagram and then YouTube. So at YouTube, you can just look me up as Emily Martinez, home of the Forever Theater Kid, or Emily Martinez Musical Theater. I'm sure I'll pop up. 
I am very bad at the internet and at social media. So let's just keep, let's keep it simple. Uh, find me on Facebook, uh, Gabe Martinez. I'm the one that looks like a pirate. Um, Gabe Martinez is like John Smith in Puerto Rico. So there's a bunch of us. And then so, Gabriel Wings Official. Gabriel Wings Official on Instagram. I haven't been super active there. I probably should. I also have a YouTube channel. Is that also Gabriel Wings? I actually don't remember. Maybe. I'll put that in the group. Yeah, uh, you all should definitely pipe into Gabe's lives, throw throw your Witcher some cha- some coins. Um, yes. And uh, I will, uh, by this has come out, both of you will have done your, your quarantine cabaret, but that information will have been on our Facebook page. I'll share that today. That way everyone can join Yay. in. And watch and the ones that it, we're not in because they're all going to be dope. Like, yeah, they've all been yeah. amazing. And I think Absolutely. you can still, if you want to be, if you want to be a part of them, I think you can still apply to like audition for them. All Table you got to do is just send in like, if you got a reel or a couple videos of you singing, like I think there's, they still want to welcome as many people in as possible. So if tabletop you need an Broadway, outlet, is that what it's called? Yeah, Tabletop Broadway. Yeah, find them on Instagram, find them on social. Okay. They're all called Tabletop Broadway. Amazing, that's awesome. I love that. So uh, this is a question for both of you as we wrap up. Okay. If you have one word of encouragement or one thought to give out to our audiences right now, what would that be? Oh, you go first. I don't have anything yet. I have to think of something. Take it moment by moment, honestly, because I, I go through days where I start, I wake up, and I'm like, okay, I got this. And 30 minutes into the day, I start a spiral, and then I find a way to get the energy to move around a little bit, shower. Mm-hmm you know, find something creative to do. So it's, cause it, it is an ebb and flow. So I think to just take it moment by moment. And, and this is also me saying it out loud as a word of advice for myself is to not punish yourself for not, um, just, just be kind to yourself, be kind to yourself in the days that you need to slum it and, and watch Netflix all day or, or cry or sleep a lot or, you know, don't punish yourself for days that you might not be as productive as like five other people you see being like doing all their dream jobs that they've never had time to do. If you don't, if you can't do that, that's okay. If there are days where you can do that, that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to find things that help you feel better. So just listen to yourself and be kind to yourself. Ditto. Um, <laughs> mine is mine is mine is stay busy. I know that idle hands are my big are my biggest um, my biggest bugaboo. So stay busy. Find something to do. It doesn't have to be something awesome. It doesn't have to be of high quality. Find something to do. If there's something you've always wanted to try, do it. Oh, and by the way, if you have a dishwasher, don't complain about all the dishes you suddenly have to do. That's all. That's been really bothering me. And also, if you're able to... I had to unload the dishwasher twice a day. Yeah, well, our kitchen sink doesn't overflowing. work. So we're... <laughs> <laughs> but also, like... I know, I know obviously that wasn't very encouraging. I'm sorry. Maintain. I've heard this on other podcasts and I'm like, that's a that's a really good thing to state. Like if if there's any way that you can help someone, especially someone in the older community or in the communities that are like um uh more comp- like um, immunocompromised. At risk. If there's any way that like maybe you can go grocery shopping for them if you're able-bodied or if you can even just drop something off or if you see like an old lady 
at, at the supermarket trying to reach for something, like tell her to back up, you'll get it and put it down so she can get like Be smart, keep your distance, keep wear your gloves, distance, wear masks. But like helping people will help you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, patronize your local businesses, bodegas, yes. like local restaurants that yeah. deliver. Like, it's good to keep cook to keep to cook for yourself. It's smart to stay healthy and eat whole foods. But patronize your local businesses. The ones that are still in business are the lucky ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and all of the and all the Grubhub and everything is offering a lot of like free delivery and things right now for your local places. So I would definitely, definitely check those out. Um, but before we go, M, I just have to say, I need you to do a Heart of Stone cover because you have other six covers. I know I everybody need wants Heart, Heart of Stone. Stone. It is that that and I don't need your love are like. Two of the most beautiful musical theater songs we've had in the last ten years. Okay, I'll do it and for you, Matt. Good, good. I just and you, you know, know what? what? I'll do. I won't even just do a live. I'll do like a nice cover of it. Thanks. I because love my that. my my thing with six is I was trying to before all of this happened. I was trying to be like, okay, I'm gonna come out with their the Queen song on either their birthday or like as Wikipedia only mentions is their death day, which right. I'm like, ew, shady. So, um, so you know what? Maybe I'll just come out with all of them because I they're, love that. They're I so love good. that, though. Doing it on those days are great. Yeah, if just a little bit of joy for anybody that hasn't listened to it yet. Six, the musical, didn't get to open because <gasps> oh, the, day, the day of the Broadway cancel was their opening night, so they have not officially gotten to open, but they've been running all over the world. They're on a cruise ship. They're all oh, over, and they are so good. This is not the end of Six. I have not confidence. It's Lynn Lowell oh. meets Todger Call if you're looking for a con. I will I will uh I, I will say they will definitely open. I could see them taking Tony for Best New Musical. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Um especially for anybody that likes history meets Spikes Girls. So there you yes. go. Well yes. thank you guys both for being on the show with me today. Thank I love you. you all so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Daisy says goodbye. <gasps> bye baby. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> love you too. Stay well. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine or Dole Whip and Dreams Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Dole Whip and Dreams. You can find us on Twitter at Dole Whip Pod. You can also always check out our website, which is www.dolewhipanddreamspod.com. And don't forget, just like always, your rating and reviews keep us going in these trying times. Don't forget to be kind to one another. Now, go out and find your joy.